0: Death reigns, and the violence of mankind fills the land. Today we'll see God respond to man's corruption with an intense judgment on the Bible Brief. Life outside the garden isn't going well for mankind. Being locked out of the blessing of God's presence meant leaving the peace and security of the garden for a life of toil and hardship. Women experiencing the pain of childbearing and marital conflict, men working a difficult life to put food on the table. And outside of these curses, a war had commenced. God had announced back in the garden that there was going to be a war between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. However, in the end, a particular seed of the woman would win. But as we saw with the two sons of Adam and Eve, Cain, one of the serpent's seed by virtue of his evil, murdered his brother out of anger. The war had commenced in earnest. But mankind was not without hope, as God gave a new offspring, a new seed to Eve, a son through whom the ultimate victor over the serpent would come. Seth replaced his brother Abel as the genealogical line through whom the seed would come. And it's after we meet Seth and his son Enosh... Where we're going to pick up the story. We're going to pick it up with a little note that ends Genesis chapter 4. And that note is this. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. This is a very important note because it indicates that formal worship of God and telling others about God was beginning as a practice. We're going to continue to see this phrase pop up again and again as we continue to meet worshipers of God in the Bible. People began to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay, so in this walkthrough, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time in chapter 5, because it contains an extended genealogy from Adam, the first man, through several generations. But we're not going to skip it entirely. Instead, we're going to make three observations about this genealogy. First, each of the generations are recorded as having very long lives, many over 900 years. And yet one of the stark, repeated points within the genealogy is that each generation ends with the words, and he died. They may have had long lives, but they couldn't escape that penalty for sin, death. The second observation is this. There is an exception to the death rule in the genealogy. Midway through the genealogy, we read about a man named Enoch, and his story concludes with this. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, this may seem like a small thing, but you should know Enoch's name. He is one of the two humans in the whole Bible who never experienced physical death. And the reason is right there in the text. He walked with God. Enoch was taken to be with God, to be returned to God's presence because he walked with God in intimacy and faith. In this way, Enoch becomes an example of faith to all following generations. Finally, third, the genealogy makes it clear that Adam made in the image and likeness of God, passed on this quality to following generations. Every human born is also after the image and likeness of God. While some will take the evil way of Cain and live against their image, some will be like Enoch and faithfully walk with God, bearing the image of him with honor and righteousness. As the genealogy comes to a close, we meet the next notably righteous figure in the Bible. We meet Noah a descendant of Adam who walks with God in the midst of a very wicked generation. Let's learn the context beginning in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the ground, Man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. Humanity is in a bad spot. Apparently, the many descendants of Adam and Eve, who had an unnumbered amount of children outside of the three we've mentioned, apparently those descendants had gone away from God further. They're described in totally evil terms, and God is grieved by their state. Such grief that in some way he regrets having made mankind. But even in this, there's a ray of light. Listen to this. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. There's that phrase again, walked with God. But here with Noah, we get even more than we got with Enoch. We hear that by virtue of walking with God, Noah was a righteous man and hadn't corrupted his way among his generation. Not that he was perfect, but that in walking with God, he was good among a violent and corrupt culture. And rather than wipe Noah away with his evil generation, instead God had grace on him and saved him from it. Let's hear how that happens. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, And set the door on the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. Okay, so the means by which Noah will be saved from this calamity that's about to come on the earth is through building a huge boat, an ark, a boat about 500 feet long and over three stories high, a big wooden boat. But let's keep going and hear what God says next. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds. Of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come in to you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. So this ark is going to be full to the brim. All kinds of animals, along with Noah's wife and sons and daughters-in-law. And just note something here that says something about Noah's character. It's a simple thing. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. At this point, Noah didn't see the floodwaters, and he was probably ridiculed by passersby seeing his gigantic wooden boat. But Noah had faith that what God said, God would do. And so he did all that God commanded him. And eventually, the floods did come. In the 600th year of Noah's life, In the second month, on the seventeenth day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened, and the rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights." Through the floodwaters, God is wiping this corrupt and evil generation away. This is a monumental judgment upon the earth that speaks of the utter violence of that time and the awful state of humanity and the God who created humanity resets his world. Just as earth was initially created by God out of water, now it's going underwater again. Remember on the third day of creation, God had said, "'Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear.'" In this great flood, it was as if he was pushing the land back under the water and resetting things to a primordial state before renewing the world again in this recreative act god is wiping the slate clean for a new era of humanity and we see the ark bobbing up and down on the waters warm and full a capsule of sorts saving a remnant of the world from god's fierce judgment a judgment on sin sin that first started with a question in the garden did god really say Sin continued to seep into the heart as Cain's anger burst into murderous rage at his brother Abel. Sin that culminated in a corruption so deep that the intentions of mankind's thoughts were only evil all the time. Yet there on the waters, the ark continued to bob up and down, day after day. A picture of God's salvation in the midst of his deserved judgment. A gracious opportunity For mankind to start again the seed of eve has been preserved in noah and his sons and hope remains for a renewed humanity after this devastating flood the hope of the world floating on the waters of judgment day after day week after week month after month join us next time as we see an amazing promise of god and a sign in the sky as humanity's reset exits the ark. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.